Tonight, single-day COVID records smashed a virus on the move. A deadly day as caseloads skyrocket. Things seem to be accelerating. None of it is expected. Plus, the race to roll out a vaccine with Russia now in the lead. The bitter fight for farming rights. A show of solidarity here at home with those half a world away. Plus, the enduring legacy of a hero. This is a man who was a First Nation pioneer for NHL hockey players. Saying goodbye. Someone whom I looked up to. A survivor, trailblazer, and family man. CTV National News with Sandy Ronaldo. Good evening. We begin tonight with the unrelenting assault of COVID in Canada, where the virus is still spreading dangerously in long-term care homes. Hospitals are overrun. 93 new deaths were reported today across the country, 19 in Manitoba, its deadliest day. Quebec is now the first province to reach more than 2,000 infections in 24 hours. Ontario added a record 1,859 new cases, and Alberta's new record tally was even higher. Lots to get through tonight, starting with CTV's BC Bureau Chief, Melanie Nagy. The number of British Columbians dying from COVID-19 has never before been this high. In the last four days, more than 50 lives have been lost, with most linked to outbreaks in long-term care homes. Tabor Village is one of the hardest hit, with nearly 150 residents and staff infected. Those with loved ones in the facility are questioning why more isn't being done to keep people safe. This is nine months into the pandemic. How did all these infections happen? How was it that they were not able to contain the virus? Manitoba reported its deadliest day today. 19 people died, including a woman in her 20s. In the province's north, the military is now moving in to help the Shimadawa First Nation. The remote community, which is home to about a thousand people, now has 144 cases. Along with a field hospital, the Rangers will provide food and other essentials. In Alberta, health officials are pleading with everyone to follow pandemic rules. If you know that your behavior could be a little safer, this is the weekend to change it. This is the time for staying home and staying safe. That request was ignored by hundreds of people in Calgary. The group gathered unsafely outside City Hall to protest mandatory masks and other restrictions. At a similar demonstration in Vancouver, Mark Donnelly, the Canucks' longtime anthem singer, took center stage, a move that prompted the NHL team to fire the crooner. Both BC and Alberta premiers have been critical of people who refuse to wear a mask. Jason Kenney today called the protesters irresponsible in showing a disregard for healthcare workers and the vulnerable. Sandy? All right, thank you, Mel. CTV's Melanie Nagy in Vancouver. Now, Canada's top doctor issued another warning today about the need to protect the most vulnerable. Dr. Teresa Tam says until a vaccine is widely available, compliance is crucial, especially in hard-hit Ontario and Quebec, where today's 2,000-plus cases are a pandemic first. CTV's Heather Butts has more. 
In this pandemic-plagued holiday season, cases are hitting record highs in Ontario and Quebec in spite of strict public health restrictions. It tells us that our current control measures are just not holding the infection rate at bay. Quebec has backtracked and cancelled holiday gatherings, but experts say that's not enough. More focus should be on workplaces, the source of roughly 40% of the province's outbreaks. 90% of COVID infections are asymptomatic and those people are contagious and transmitting the virus. If you wait for people to get symptoms and get tested, you cannot break the chain of transmission. And Ontario's record high cases are overwhelming the health care system. More than 700 patients are in hospital, at least 200 in the ICU. These are the kind of things that might lead to the, unfortunately, the need to impose more significant public health measures to try and get a handle on things in the short term. As anticipation for a vaccine grows, Health Canada says it's within days of approving Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine, with Moderna expected to follow closely behind. But Canadians won't likely see a vaccine until 2021. If we don't vaccinate before the peak, we won't maximize the benefit. And But as people social distance, we could delay the peak, and so we can gain um, maximization opportunities. Ottawa is preparing for a vaccine rollout. Dr. Theresa Tam says there will be logistical and operational challenges. Given the scale of the task, Quebec is increasing its pool of labor, recruiting students and retired healthcare professionals, including chiropractors and veterinarians, to help. Even though we won't be anywhere near herd immunity with, uh, with the first round of, of vaccinations, uh, you still be able to protect the most vulnerable populations, which will ultimately save lives. Dr. Teresa Tam says while the vaccine is on the horizon, the supply will be limited at the outset. There is still a long road ahead. Sandy? Okay, Heather, thank you for this. Atlantic Canada is reporting six new COVID cases today, including a cluster in PEI. In Nova Scotia, a campaign of rapid tests has been rolled out in Halifax. I think we parked like five minutes ago and we've already been in and out. An extra step on top of the mask, just part of the civic duty. 22 of the 7,000 people tested today were positive but had no symptoms. The testing targets people 16 to 35 years of age who are socializing without physical distancing and often with different groups. The other priority in the province this week is preparing ultra-cold freezers for the vaccine that's expected later this month. As the world holds its collective breath waiting for the silver bullet of a vaccine, Russia jumped the gun today. It became the first country to start mass inoculations using a homegrown drug that still hasn't been proven safe. CTV's London Bureau Chief Paul Workman explains. Russia authorized its vaccine months ago, long before any other country. And today, the first doses of Sputnik V were made available on a mass scale, beginning in Moscow, where COVID infections are surging. I wanted to protect myself and my loved ones, says this nurse, so I decided to do it. Russia claims its vaccine is 92% effective, but concerns persist. For a vaccine that was launched before full safety and immunity trials have even been completed. Of course I had doubts, she says, especially since clinical trials are still going on, but decided to go ahead. There's no reason not to trust it, says this doctor. Maybe one and a half percent of those vaccinated might have side effects, he says. Medical workers and teachers are getting the vaccine first, 
those considered in Russia to be at the highest risk of exposure, with a cutoff age of 60. Like they've got vaccine for the virus now. Unlike in the UK, for example, where older people will get their shots first. We figured out how to work with the vaccine, says another doctor. If there's a choice to get sick or get vaccinated, the priority is clear. There is an urgency for a vaccine everywhere. Russia has decided to push ahead, setting aside scientific doubts as it faces record levels of new infections, Sandy. All right, CTV's Paul Workman in London for us tonight. Paul, thank you. Across the channel in Paris, violent protests against a proposed security law that would make it illegal to post photographs of police. Rioters smashed windows, torched cars, ransacked a bank and hurled fireworks at police who responded with tear gas. The law is designed to protect officers from online abuse. Opponents say it will prevent people from exposing police brutality. A police crackdown in New Delhi has not stopped a week-long demonstration by farmers. They are upset about a change in the law. And as CTV's Krisen Eshkute explains, their movement is growing thousands of kilometers away. From Ontario to Saskatchewan to BC. Everybody's here to support. Even I see some of them, they're not even Indian, but they're still here to support. Blocked roads and rallies outside of Indian consulates. We're just exercising our democratic rights, just as the farmers in India are. And in Saskatoon, people packed the sidewalks outside a major grocery store. So every human rights and every democratic country have rights to do that uh, peacefully protest. For more than a week, tens of thousands of farmers have been protesting in India's capital. Police have used tear gas, batons and water cannons as the protesters put up more barricades and blocked highways. Farmers fear new laws passed in September will lead to the government to stop buying grain at a minimum guaranteed price and could result in exploitation by corporations pushing prices down. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi says the reform will benefit the farmers and he is working faithfully to resolve the dispute. Climate change and the pandemic have affected production cycles and farmers say these negotiations for better crop prices are more critical than ever. This farm leader says they walked out of discussions with the government today disappointed. On Friday, Canada's Prime Minister called the protests concerning and said farmers should be allowed to stage peaceful protests. Canada will always stand up for the right of peaceful, peaceful protest anywhere around the world. India's Foreign Ministry summoned Canada's High Commissioner regarding the Prime Minister's remarks, warning there could be serious damage done to diplomatic ties between both countries. The protesters in India rejected the government's offer to amend the new farm laws and they continue to demand for a total repeal. They will meet again for the sixth time on Wednesday. Sandy. Okay, Creason, thank you. Coming up, the persistent president. You know, we won Georgia, just so you understand. The false claims, the rally, and the steadfast supporters. Plus, the promise of paradise for a lucky few.